0: This is Corolla Digital.
1: Hey, you guys. It's me, Allison. I just want to say thank you so much for listening. If you like what you're hearing, which, let's face it, you do, tell a friend. You can listen to us all sorts of places. A couple of them would be iTunes or AllisonRosen.com. Allison, Rosen, Allison Rosen is
2: your new best friend. Allison, Allison, with a good time.
1: Hello, my little water chestnuts. That's right, I zigged when you thought I was gonna zag. It's me, Allison. Welcome to another exciting episode of Allison Rosen is Your New Best Friend. We're all here, and I did a carb fake out. Everyone thought I was gonna go with figgy pudding. Then, at the last minute, I used what is somewhat of a thanksgiving staple in certain dishes water chestnuts hello gary
0: hello fitting pudding faker
1: (laughs) i am a fitting pudding faker (laughs) hello matt
3: hey i'm still in shock about the whole switch up i know you guys you think you know
1: me i always can surprise you you've changed And myself (laughs) hello chris i'm not
4: happy about it boo (laughs) i'm
1: I'm sorry (laughs) you guys have to let me grow hello jenna was it because you didn't want to say figgy puddings? Yes! It was the th- challenge it. of going plural. Okay. And then I was like, figgy pudding portions. And I'm like, fuck it, water chestnuts. Hello, Kalen. Hello. Oh, a moderate length. Hello. <laughs> We're all here. Um, and so much to talk about. We're all back from Thanksgiving. Someone had the stomach flu. Someone's up on an air mattress and other... <laughs> Travesties, but first I want to tell you guys about jib jab. Sending out a paper holiday card is such a pain in the butt. Who even sends out holiday paper holiday card? You know who does? People where you get them and you're like, that person is trying to be better than me, and it's just it's a pain. It involves a lot of planning, uh, the stamping, the writing. Your hand can cramp, and plus the majority of the time the cards come out boring. Don't send a boring card. That's why this year I think you guys should send out a hilarious e-card with jibjab.com. It's a perfect way to make your card stand out, and it's so easy, and everyone will talk about it, and it's super fun, and everyone will laugh. You know Jibjab. They do the funny dancing um, Christmas elves. You can put your face in, or they have actually all sorts. You just go to jibjab.com, and then they have all different cards you can choose from, and you can put in... Your, the faces of your family or you can choose depending on how many people we want to put in the card. You can do like five people. I did all of us. I made a hilarious card with all of us and it's like it'll only take a couple minutes it's really fun i actually did one and i put my dog's face in it um because that's the kind of fun person i am you can create and share personalized holiday greetings starring your friends and family or your dog make your card on jib jab from your computer tablet or phone in seconds you just pick a card upload a picture type a greeting and hit send and it saves you money and hours of work and gives you an unlimited number of funny original personalized cards for every occasion so if you guys use the promo code Allison, you can get an extra discount at jibjab.com. So, again, go to jibjab.com, promo code Allison. Okay. Hello, everyone. How's everyone doing?
2: Good. Good. I'm How still full. How
1: was Thanksgiving?
3: Yeah, it was good. I'm still full, too. I'm still eating the leftovers. I'm making leftover sandwiches all week. Really? Yeah. It was good, though. Um, but, yeah, really doing good. The moist maker.
1: That's a Friends reference. Yeah. I love that. I didn't that's get it. Of, that's why I said it. Yeah. The piece of bread in the center of the sandwich with the gravy in it.
3: Oh.
4: Because Ra-
1: someone ate Ross's sandwich with the moist maker, and then he got so angry that they like, um, they sedated him. Gotcha. I think so. And then the guy threw out half the sandwich or something. It's well, real, real I don't really like so. gravy,
3: so that's not really a problem for me. Okay. But I put cranberry sauce directly on the bread. I don't know if that's all right, but that's what I'm doing.
1: Yeah. I think that's okay. Mm-hmm. I am I am without – I'm in a state of being without leftovers because as you guys know from – if you listen to the show, I went to Tucson and had Thanksgiving at Daniel's mom's house and she – it was so good. She made – she was so – she's like such an effortless host. She's the opposite of what I am. Um, I'm effortful and it doesn't turn out that well. But she's just like everything – like the night before when we went to bed, all these dishes were out, not with food in them, but – there was a little piece of paper in them and it would be like asparagus or stuffing. My mom does that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Who does that? My mom too. I never would have thought of that. Yeah. To me, it's like, oh, this needs to go in something. Will it fit? I don't know. Let's try.
5: (laughs) And it's like a piece
1: of Tupperware. It's Mm -hmm. not any sort of fine china or anything fancy. But My mom had
0: a fucking warming thing. A chafing dish? No. That, not so weird. She has this it looks like a hibachi grill, but it plugs in, and it's just, like, aluminum or metal or whatever, and it's just, like, this wide – like, you set shit on it and warms it from beneath. Chafing well, like, dishes.
1: Is that – Yeah. Out? I think that is what a chafing dish is. Oh, I'm going to sneeze. No. Talk about yeah, yourself. Yeah, my mom has to. <laughs> uh, <laughs> bless <laughs> <you>. <laughs> People haven't given me shit for sneezing directly into the mic, and I'm always like – I think I mentioned a deleted tweet about it. I try to get as far away as possible, but this time I sneezed directly into yeah, Adam's mic. was, was n- like, no effort. <laughs> no, there wasn't an effort. That one <laughs> See, came on fast. Now you're an effortless host. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. So anyway, so we had our Thanksgiving dinner and we had it at 3 o'clock which I think I mentioned on the Adam Carolla show, my family always would have it really late, but I kind and I got the sense that other people have it early. I kind of liked having it early. But what she did is she packed up all the leftovers and sent them with the other people who were there and who were leaving because both she and I, although maybe not Daniel, but both she and I are always trying to like not eat that much, are always watching our weight. So it was like, what a good idea to get all the leftovers out. But Not now you're thinking, left with no leftovers. Yeah, but I feel okay about it because I feel better about it than if, if every day – than if it was like 16 days of indulgence or even six. So this is a picture. We're looking at a picture. Is that of, a chafing dish? No, that's something that's, that's else. A, that's a fancy non-chafing yeah. dish yeah, that a of a I want to
0: cook a pancake on that. It looks yeah. like a big griddle. It was really weird, but i just never seen it before. How was the, uh, how was the drive? As somebody who's done that drive approximately 50 times –
1: it was so much easier on the way back. The way back was just a snap. The way there took longer. Um, Why
0: do you think that was?
1: Traffic was it, was it just straight up
0: time longer, or did it feel longer?
1: It it might have felt longer. I think it actually took longer. I think we hit a little traffic on the way there, and we didn't hit any on the way back. We left earlier. We we were driving more in the daytime on the way there we were driving later on the way back um it you know wendy was we were worried about that was like the big concern how's wendy our dog going to be in the car and to the person who tweeted and said i'm they're they're a fan but i'm they're i'm losing them with constantly talking about my pet It's just going to get worse, but thanks for listening for the time that you did listen. (laughs) Um, She was totally great. She was so great the whole trip. That was not even a concern at all. She just fell asleep. I did have her in my lap for some of the time. I also had her in the crate for some of the time, most of the time. She just fell asleep, so not a problem. Um, Yeah, the drive really wasn't that bad. We stopped a few times, but...
0: Yeah, that's a lot better. Yeah. Yeah. Trying to do that drive straight can be...
1: Oh, my bladder can't handle that. I mean, it was just, we didn't stop and really get, well, we, we got out to let her pee and also to let me pee. <laughs> but... <was> very,
0: very <laughs> humane of you on both counts.
3: Yeah. <laughs> both of you yeah. on the walk, just walk around, pee, just a little right. mark in your territory. Did you actually go in?
1: Um, she went in. <laughs> okay,
3: good.
5: good. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I just piddled on the sidewalk. <laughs> there was one place we stopped where I was like, okay, I don't think we're safe here. I feel like someone's going to step on a syringe or we're going to get killed by a homeless person. Although Is I don't called know.
0: Blythe?
3: I was going to say Indio.
1: No. <laughs> Sorry, Alex.
3: Yeah. Sorry, Alex.
1: Who's Alex? Our Someone friend who, of ours lives, in who lives in India. Yeah,
3: my buddy yeah. lives in India.
1: Um, we did stop in Blythe, but I don't know if that's where it was. I'll have to ask Daniel because I know we stopped in Blythe on the way back. And there was this guy, and I was like, that guy looks like Santa Claus. And then Daniel's like, that guy's with a hooker. <laughs> and I think he's her pimp. So it was like, wow. a, he's like, she doesn't look like Mrs. Claus. So that was going on there, but we didn't feel that unsafe there. I'm trying to think if it was Blythe <laughs> or not. So that wasn't the best, but this other place definitely felt like, I definitely felt like we have, we're have we not, I'm not comfortable being here. We have to go.
3: And was this in California or was this in a different state?
1: That was in California, nah. I think. Right. I'm gonna have to find out from Daniel. Yeah, I'm gonna text him right now and find out. Actually, and while I do that, someone else tell us about their, their time.
3: Chris, I think that's your turn.
4: Oh, um, well, Kalen actually went to a Thanksgiving party with me, and that was, that was pretty fun. Yeah, it was fun. See, Kaylin drove out all the way to Huntington Beach to hang out. With that that this was Shire's giving, and uh, yeah, we we had a blast doing that. And then uh, for Thanksgiving, I just hung out with my mom and my brothers, and uh, it was real. It was. Pretty small. I mean, Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday of the year, um, but yeah, it's really not, there wasn't really much to this one. But I mean, it, I wasn't happy with it. I just not, yeah, not a big extravagance or anything.
1: How was your boys' afternoon or evening with Kalen? I know you guys have spooned before.
4: Yeah. Wait. Oh, you what? think? Oh, we didn't spoon. spoon. Wait.
1: What? Didn't you guys share a bed together?
4: We shared a bed together. <laughs> we, we we were in a hotel oh, room. Yeah. That's yeah. Right. I, remember, I am joking.
1: Yeah. I know you did not really snuggle.
4: Yeah, <laughs> um, no, but it, it was fun. We we just hung out with a uh, with you know bunch of my friends and uh, introduced them to Kalen. They all loved Kalen. He was a huge hit at the party, I, and I was the cool guy because I brought Kalen. So I got I got a little bit of that. Some
5: of them recognized from the podcast. Yeah. Oh,
1: nice. Uh,
4: yeah, yeah. I've been pushing this podcast on my friends.
1: Oh, good. Yeah,
4: and um,
5: then we slept in a tour bus.
4: Yeah, and then we slept sweet. in a bus. Really? Sounds like something uh, Chris would do like, mean, again.
1: Are you going anywhere or is it just a place to Oh uh,
4: No, my, my friend, he, he manages tour buses. So like he, he basically, if a band wants a tour bus, they go to him and he gives him out gives it out for like you know, a month or something. But he had one over there because nobody had it that night. So Kayla and I just slept in it and it was, it was a good sleep. Oh, yeah. How many rows away from each other? Uh, there are 12 bunks in it and then there's like a, there's like a back room and like a, a living room. So, I mean, it's pretty big.
1: Do you want the same upper okay. or lower bunk? I
3: picked
1: the middle. Caitlin, the- <laughs> K- I want like,
3: between the two mattresses.
4: you was the, the
5: first. worst. <laughs> the, was it the... It the, is the
3: worst one. The,
5: the, yeah, Voicemaker. Yeah, the <laughs> voice maker. <laughs>
1: he's the <voice> maker. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to call him the flavor saver for a second. I forgot. Uh,
4: um, <laughs> I, walk, I walk in there. Caitlin's the first guy uh, to go to bed in the bus, like of, of the people sleeping on the bus. And I walk in there, and he's sleeping in the middle bunk, and his shoes are like on the bottom bunk, and then his hat is on the top box. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what kind of hat? Oh,
4: that's an interesting choice. My hat that I wear all the time.
1: I feel like, it's like a Yankees hat. Oh, okay. Yeah,
4: he needs to he I didn't think that his that there was
5: anybody else in there, though. I thought I just woke up and it was only you. No, it. there are other people oh, in there. Yeah.
3: Yeah. But you I got lucky. Funny. Usually if you're the first person to fall asleep at a party with a bunch of dudes, right. you're not waking up
1: at... Uh, Ball's on your face. Yeah, no, exactly. no, we don't
4: do that. We don't do that. We're past that. Okay.
1: <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Were there places I to sleep not on a bus? And you guys just took advantage of the bus? There were
4: some places, but I mean, the bus just seemed like the best idea at the time. And I was right.
1: All right. I'll go with that. Can, you can sleep anywhere, right? I can. I yes. can't sleep anywhere. Oh, yeah.
6: I, that just sounds so horrible. Yeah. Like, pile on this bus. And I just, wish I were fun yeah. and
1: easygoing and could sleep anywhere. No, they're
0: and all like, they're. I mean, they're real nice bus. For the like, record, like, Chris sleeping on top of a fucking armoire is not fun and easygoing. It's just making do with what you got. Yeah. <laughs>
1: No, that but, was probably, to that other, but it does seem like cool, to right? To other people, he's fun and easygoing because he'll do that versus – imagine if instead of Chris in that scenario, you had me.
4: No, we would never.
1: <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Well, just, <laughs> this is my nightmare. <laughs> I would not be fun and easygoing.
4: Surprisingly, it was the ceiling being so close to my face, which was, which was the most uncomfortable part of that. And uh, you know, I was even—you couldn't even tell with your eyes closed. But can, <laughs>
1: see, I feel like I'm beginning to let my non-fun, non-easygoingness hang out a little bit. Because secretly, when we travel with the Adam Carolla show, I secretly say to the front desk. Do you happen to have a room – I'm a really light sleeper. Do you happen to have a room that's quiet? And then usually they'll just – they'll be like, oh, you're in this one, which is in the elevator. So we'll move you <laughs> to this one that has cobwebs on it and it smells really bad because that's how much no one ever uses it because it's in this back dark corner of the hotel where there's no windows. And I'm like, perfect. Thank you. <laughs> I'll just plan early to get to the elevator because it's far away. But usually I like I quietly do that I don't because it's a secret shame I have. Um, but this time we were checking in, there was no time. So I had to do it right in front of Adam. So now <laughs> well, he knows.
5: <laughs> I got a
1: little talk about how I should bring earplugs, which is totally true. <clears throat> um, anyway, yeah. So all I'm saying is I, I've passed that point where I can just sleep anywhere. Now I really can't sleep anywhere, <laughs> anywhere, including my own bed. It's pretty
4: crazy how much control the uh, front desk really has. Yeah. Cause my brother says he would, he would. When he'd hand, like, the ID, there'd be a 20 folded up, and he'd, he'd be able to get, you know, pretty much any room he wanted most of the time. I have
1: spent so – this came up on my podcast with Emily Moore. I've spent so much money not getting things but hoping I will. <laughs> like, I've t- I like I will tip a 20 when I check into a hotel if I'm hoping to get into a different room. And sometimes it works, but sometimes it doesn't.
4: To so the front desk or to, like, the bellhop? Front desk. Okay. Yeah. Really? Well,
1: both sometimes. Do you I like- don't know. It doesn't it – doesn't, like, I've seen my dad – make a hotel his castle by just like, putting money around. So I'm like, I will use some of that ma- magic. And yeah. I'm like, I'm down 120, and I'm still in this 400-square-foot room. Where did I go wrong? They
4: have all my 20s. Yeah. Yeah. Oh.
1: Exactly. Um, you know what I would do if I were having a video chat with Santa? First of all, I'd be super stoked. That would be but pretty I'd awesome. ask, Yeah, I'd ask for um, – Santa would be
0: constantly asking, like, what's that elevator noise in the background?
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's right, because it's a video chat, and you can make it happen at hellosanta.com. Your kids can have a live video call with Santa direct from the North Pole. Forget the long lines at the mall. In fact, I don't – well, so I don't have kids – So I don't have to do that thing where you go to the mall with your kid. But I imagine those lines are crazy. Oh, you could just see them when
0: you're shopping. The lines are insane. It's a really good idea. It gives me anxiety to go to the mall because of those lines. And the kid's throwing a tantrum in the front third because it's been 27 minutes.
1: Forget the long lines at the mall. Talk to Santa at home in a time that's convenient for you and your family. So just go to hellosanta.com and reserve a spot for you and your family. And then the elves at Hello Santa will capture the whole experience and send you a keepsake video to share with your friends and family and to cherish for years to come. And think if you do it every year, then you have this keepsake recorded chat with Santa to show your kids as they grow. And that is a pretty cool thing to have. And also, if you think about it, kids these days... They don't want to go talk in person. They're all about the video chat. So this is how they would like to chat with Santa anyway. Um, And you can have Santa – or you could have Santa send a custom pre-recorded video right to your inbox, which is the perfect solution for grandparents. Hello, Santa is super easy. Use a computer or laptop with a webcam to video chat with Santa at hellosanta.com. So make sure to register soon because Santa's calendar is filling up quickly, and you get a special offer when you use the promo code Allison at hellosanta.com. Again, that's hellosanta.com, promo code Allison. Okay. So Jenna, I know that you, you fell ill.
6: Yeah, I did. My Thanksgiving was great. My, we got there Saturday, so we were there for the full week. Um, we did a ton of fun stuff. The worst part was the day Al and I were supposed to drive away and go back to California, I woke up and was like, I don't feel that great. So we'd planned to go to breakfast with my mom. We went to breakfast. And the whole time I'm like, I really don't feel good at all. And then I totally had a stomach flu, came home. It was ugly for 24 hours. So we didn't leave. We stayed in Utah till Sunday. And then we left Sunday afternoon and drove back thinking, like, if we wait long enough, we can miss most of that horrible traffic from Vegas to L.A which we really didn't. It was still horrible. And I felt so bad because Al didn't feel that well by then, and it took forever, and we just had one of the most horrible drives back in Utah. It was awful. How long is that drive? We do it in nine hours when things are good. So it took 11 and a half, I yeah. think.
3: Plus you're, like, super nauseous, wow. I'm sure. Right. I
6: wasn't, like, 100%. I was not throwing up anymore, but it was, like, every. it was just bad. So we pulled in at, like... I think it was midnight, a little after. It was like 1230 and just went straight to bed. We didn't unpack the car. We didn't do anything. We just went right to bed and then woke up the next day and started to recover.
1: It is weird how exhausting driving all day is. It is. Because you're like, I'm not burning any calories. I'm
6: literally just sitting. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I'm gaining weight all day and yet I'm wiped out. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was
6: awful. So, uh, but I, that was, it was still a really good trip. It was really fun to be in Utah and it, the weather wasn't that bad. It was cold, but it wasn't like awful. It was kind of beautiful. And it was the first time I'd been back since meet the Mormons had come out. And so it was like really weird. I am. It's super weird. It's like everywhere I go, Oh my gosh, you're so-and-so or you're Jenna. People just know who I am. It's really, (gasps) that's really neat. Weird. Did you,
1: did you sign autographs and take photos and stuff?
6: Uh, No autographs, but a lot of just like, oh, you liked the movie. That's great. And, you know, like, okay, I'm going to go now. (laughs) Like, it's a lot of awkward, but it was fun. I mean, it's cool. It was really cool. Do you feel pressure to look good all the time? Yes, it was horrible. (laughs) It must be easy for you. Well, there's a lot of little weird things. Nice, man. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Oh, my gosh.
0: I'm air high-fiving you. Yeah.
6: (laughs) 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 No, there is pressure because you just want to go ugly. And then. I also was giggling because my brother, who has a disabled daughter, she he brought their nurse with them. So she came for the whole week so that she could help with his daughter and it would be a little bit easier on the whole family. And so <laughs> the nurse is not Mormon and wants to drink coffee. And the first morning we were all there together, my brother was like, hey, go get Lorraine a coffee, will you? And I was like, I can't.
1: Because <laughs> they'll think it's for you. Yeah,
6: exactly. How do I explain to the Mormon community that I'm out getting coffee in the morning? I can't. Oh, there's extra pressure on <laughs> yeah. you now. Yeah. Did he understand? Yeah. He was. He just thought it was hilarious. And then he's like, "No, let's go, and I'll take pictures, and I'll sell it to the Utah newspapers." <laughs> That's
2: funny. You have yeah. to
3: like book more stand-up gigs out there. Like you've got I know. this momentum going I have a lot now. Of,
6: I know. There's going to be some fun stuff. In January, February, March. I'm working on some cool stuff. Yeah. So yeah. Awesome. Yeah. But That's it was fun. Cool. That was exciting. But otherwise, yeah, it was great. Lots of good food. I'm, I'm done with food. And after being sick, I'm just kind of like grossed out by everything right now.
1: It'll it'll Savor change. that. Yeah, I'll be back. Some back. Food, food and up. I will be back. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I ran. So Adam did a signing in the morning in Portland or Seattle. Portland. Portland. And so that was a crazy morning because we were supposed to leave at a certain time and then we got this text from Gary earlier than that being like, "Hey, can you guys be down here with your bags, you know, half an hour before that?" And I was like, "That doesn't fit into my super rushed morning, but I'll try." But then that plan got it aborted. It was like
0: 6:45 in the morning, guys, to be fair.
1: No. Yes, it was. Thank you. <laughs> I, I was trying to help you out. <laughs> it wasn't the time. It was that I hadn't budgeted enough time to be ready. You know, like that's when you're, a huge change. Yeah, yeah. when you're <laughs> when you're like, I'm gonna take a shower and be packed up in this time, and then can you be packed up 25 minutes before? That's like a lot of pressure. But then that plan ended up not happening because Brian's like, I just woke up, <laughs> so sorry I can't do that. And I was like, I'm impressed with the sorry I can't do that, as opposed to me that's like. I I think my text was, I'm worried about having enough time to shower and pack, but I'll try. And, of course, like I was ready in time. Anyway, not the point. I was not gloating over my <laughs> – I'm easygoing <laughs> is what I'm saying. But, but so, that. of course, like n- there's no way makeup is happening that morning because I'm getting in the car to drive to Seattle and then I'm going to go put on makeup when I get to Seattle. But because Adam had the signing, there's people milling about who are fans and someone came up to me and was like, oh, can I get a picture? Like do you feel pressure – to always look good. And I was thinking, clearly no. Um, but I don't feel like I have – this is not relatable and it makes it sound cunty. I'm going to forge ahead. I don't feel like I have the option to say I don't want to do a photo right now because I look ugly because that just makes you seem stuck up. So now I just – I'll take the photo even if I look bad. Yeah. That's what a woman of the people I am. <laughs> Sorry. Can we cut out this last is five minutes? <laughs> <laughs> the whole- I'm joking. No. Um, you get a lot
4: more, can I get a photo with you than your autograph, right?
1: Yes. Like yeah, that? photo exclusively.
0: Because it's so easy. No one had a camera back in the day. So right. you had a pen. That was your option. But a photo is a, a thousand Now you've got Instagram, words,
1: yeah. Right. And then I always say, tell people I wasn't wearing makeup in this or something ridiculous that I'm sure they don't. So... We have all sorts of things to pull out of the hat. I think we probably also. Do we have an iTunes comment? Did I. No? I thought from last time maybe we did. But perhaps we don't. But we don't need it because we've got stuff in the hat.
3: We know you're commenting and we love you for it.
1: That's right. Keep commenting. Thank you so much.
3: Five stars.
2: It's the topic, Topic Sombrero. Yes, for topics and you sent them in. It's the topic. Topic sombrero. Now pick the topic and let's begin. It's the topic. Sombrero.
0: All right, this week's topic, Sombrero submission, comes from every awesome Allison Rosen is your new best friend fan, because after I declared that I wanted time codes, everyone went out and did it. So <laughs> thank you to all of you guys who yes. helped us out. Mm-hmm. thank
1: you so, so many Sherlock is out there. And what's the and context?
0: Like, time codes for what? what for wait, the what bank, we teller about? bank teller talk. Oh. And it wasn't just I got a lot of time codes. It was time codes with detailed explanations and yeah. theories, and it was... It was an interesting Thanksgiving read, so thank you all. Yes, uh,
1: thank you to everyone. Yeah. A lot of my family
0: did, at a certain point, ask me what I was reading and laughing at at the dinner table <laughs> at Thanksgiving, and that was fun to explain to my 98-and-a-half-year-old grandmother who <laughs> was just totally lost. But anyways, this is an audio uh, Topic Sombrero submission, so we're just going to go back and play the, uh, the yeah. audio. In so wait, <laughs> for,
1: so for anyone who's like, what are you guys talking about? Um, welcome to the show. Thanks for listening for the first time. <laughs> I assume that person's listening for the first time if they don't know. Um, there's been this ongoing thing of – that w- at one point, we teased some kind of talk about bank teller porn or something, and you guys teased it. You guys said you were going to talk about it, but you never did. But we could not figure out what they were referring to, and this seemed to come out of nowhere. And then Megan, who's our super-duper number one fan, was like, I just went back and listened to all these episodes, and I can't find it either. But I think she didn't go back far enough, which is totally okay. She's still my favorite. You're all my favorite. I'm just saying I love her. Um, But anyway, so... People went back and found the original, the source of all the talk afterwards about this thing that we never talked about. Okay, and that's what this is.
4: Hitting (laughs) on a bank teller, like a female bank teller, must be like really difficult for Mm -hmm. for dudes. Because they already know, like I feel. It's not the kind of girl that I'm interested in, Chris. Well, yeah, me, me neither. It's all personality. Here. What's
1: going on? Is your girlfriend a bank teller? No, no. I've been
4: hit on by bank
0: tellers a couple times.
1: Oh, really? Mm. Yeah. Like oh, it's weird. Snap. Like I don't. What are their lines? What are their moves? I've probably been hit on yeah, four times you? in
0: my entire life, and both of these guys were bank tellers. Guys. Oh, that was no not... idiot. Oh. I was playing oh. on your joke. Thank oh. you. <laughs> no, because I,
4: I really get hit on, but I'm too I've,
1: excited by that. I've been I don't hit know. on. That was so thrilling. I want to watch some gay banker porn featuring Gary. <laughs> oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'd
0: like Christ- to make a deposit? <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: there you Jason go. Jason
3: Dix, get on that.
0: Shut the fuck up, Jason Dix. I know where to tweet you. Don't fucking do that.
1: <laughs> Christina says, just mirror everyone. For some reason, I get more annoyed than I should when people pronounce the Sopranos wrong. Okay. And yeah. I think, yeah, I think that's the end of it, right? I think there were some jokes about the Spank Bank, maybe. Yeah.
4: <laughs> no, there was more to that clip. Oh. I think right. There is. It,
1: the singing a didn't
4: soprano. Think,
0: I think that's how you pronounce it. But
4: that's a fucking. Because I I, I wrote it down because I I didn't know, know would you know. Have would have the audio because someone sent me the the uh, the date yeah, and think. the time code. Yeah, either way, is fine. So like soprano, I about yeah. Gary like hitting on bank tellers. Wasn't that what we just played? let's see. Is your girlfriend a bank teller? No, I've been hitting on a bank teller a couple times. Probably been on four touch my entire life. Oh, and then I asked, "What are their moves? What are the bank tellers' moves?" Yeah, we just listened to that, buddy. And then Gary, part of the clip. Gary, well, and then Gary told me their moves, but it sounded more like they, these are like more of Gary making the moves. Like, I'd like to make a deposit, but then his both his hands and his pockets would be empty, and then the bank tellers wouldn't really get. It, and then you know they'd say like, "Oh, I'm sorry, sir, I can't help you with that." And then Gary would start getting a little more aggressive. Then he'd like look at the bank teller and say. Um, then I'm gonna need to. Chris, schedule are you tra- doing bits? No, 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 <laughs> Chris. This is, this is true. This is a fucking. Bit. This is completely true. This, this is audio. I'm gonna start he, listening
0: for He'd get you a little more aggressive, ain't. and he'd uh, say, "Oh, shut the fuck up, Chris." Then I'm gonna need to schedule a
4: transfer. Chris thinks this is dangerous. And before of the the bank teller could get the next word out, Gary would say, "Of saliva," and and then this is where it gets really weird. Now at this point, the bank teller's re- reading him loud and clear. Next thing she knows, Gary is grasping one of the pens chained to the desk with its leash fully taut. Gary says. Go ahead, pluck it. The bank teller complies and plucks the chain like a guitar string. Uh. It resonates to a perfect middle C. Then he goes in for the kill. I want you to stop. And the bank teller says, uh, excuse me? As she And, you know, her keyboards click slow to a silence. And he says, I want you to stop talking about loans. <laughs> and more importantly, I want you to stop feeling alone. <laughs> and
0: well, I, that's which sounds like a complete line. Which Donovan is, Locks him on which is crazy. crazy. Yeah. he's but, fucking Dave Feeney. What
4: are you doing? And, I like it. And then I and then I said, "How do you know if she's even single?" And then Gary, you you said, "Hey man, no ring, no foul," which which is. Asinine. I have heard him say that before. It goes against the
1: Bobo Boys crap. I
0: appreciate like the fact that he's writing and that he's doing work, (laughs) but like I don't appreciate that he's putting like the hackiest lines in the world. No, no, then you said something about your net girth
4: and then after that. You couldn't even
0: you just thought that was funny. You couldn't even figure out how to work it in. I don't know what you're talking about. No, that's that That
4: transcribed it. I didn't think you were gonna play the audio, so that's that's pretty crazy, man. But all right, fans. Find me a
0: time code on that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no ring, no foul. <laughs>
4: Gary with no his bank ring, tellers. No ring, no
0: foul. That's <laughs> perfect. <laughs> My mom listens now, so thanks, man. Jeez. Sorry, Patch.
3: <laughs> it was
6: printed out. That's pretty funny. He pulled it out of his... That whole thing document.
1: Yeah. On the keyboard. Was, yeah. Uh,
3: I do remember that.
1: Yeah. It <laughs> was... All all happened. It was in no one else June, remember that? Right? Yeah. That was June. Yeah. So... We're now in December.
4: <laughs> yeah. That's, that's just that half a year ago. I love that
1: people listening that intently. We have a lot of great and detectives. Hanging. Yeah, and, we do. Uh, thank you
4: so much for your research, because now I don't seem like a crazy person.
1: I think there's something else in the hat regarding Kalyn. correct? Yes.
0: Do we need to hear the hat song again? Yeah. I do yeah. uh, it. uh, Yes.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's the Topic, Topic Sombrero. Yes, for topics and you sent them in. It's the topic. Topic sombrero. Now pick the topic and let's begin. It's the topic. Sombrero.
1: All right.
0: Alright. This week's topic sombrero submission comes to us from. Alison Rosen. No, I'm sorry. It comes to us from Deanna Winston, and the subject line is something completely not to do with this, so there you go. She put together <laughs> yeah. a couple of awesome clips. Uh, we have two of them here. One is uh, what I would call short, and the other one is about three times as long. I'll so, let Alison pick which one she well, likes.
1: Let's, let's explain what this is. Do we want to? Oh, do we not want to?
0: I don't know. All right, just, go, just play the clips, then?
1: I feel like we should. Okay.
0: Do
4: you want you me to read her email?
0: Not? Do you want me to read her email?
1: Isn't it great that we're working this out in real time <laughs> on awesome. the air? Do you, you, think, it's better machine? Machine? If, you think it's better mm. if we don't say what we're talking about?
0: It's certainly more mm. surprising.
1: All right. Let's try your way and then we'll try my way.
0: Okay. Short clip or long clip? Probably the short one.
1: The short one because, yeah.
0: I don't even
3: know what we're talking about, but I'm going <laughs> to say the short one.
5: All right. Here we go. Hello. 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 Hello? 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 No. Hello? 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 This is the short one. Hello? Hello? Hey, hey
0: for when right. Kalen calls my phone. Yeah, that's that's amazing. amazing.
1: Where's the hey-hey? Wow. Ha- when did that's the hey-hey hey happen?
0: That is the short one. The next clip's three times that outlined. <laughs> and
1: there was a hey-hey? Uh,
0: that was that definitely sounded like him. I'll play it again for you. Oh, well, That's definitely him. Hello. Do you hey remember hey-heying?
5: <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I think you I may have one. You once. guys would have noticed, too. Everyone Maybe it was early.
1: Tell yeah, us. before I you know. settled on hello. So yeah. anyway, that came from... We didn't, I didn't realize. Really ooh, amazing. Ooh, 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 I didn't that realize. That wasn't an in any
5: order or anything, right? Those are just, that couldn't have been
1: in order. I think that No, that sounded been...
5: chronological.
0: They are in chronological order.
5: <laughs> yeah. Yeah,
1: you need, do tell. you need to hear I it again tell. now? No. To take into it was here. He can remember the maturity in Kalen's voice as it went on. one day, <laughs> Kalen said, hello. And I was like, what happened to the hello? You know, his your trademark long hello. And he said that he'd been shortening it a little bit each time mm. and no one had noticed so I said we need to go someone needs to go back and get all the hellos oh, so we I can listen to the progression and that was that I oh, like the guitar beautiful.
0: the guitar they put under it it's very nice so, it so nice. nice it made it so much easier to listen to it's hauntingly beautiful
4: now the yeah. other but, one
1: has a, what is it? the other one's more more like the Hannah Montana song yes <laughs> let's hear it just a little bit of it.
5: hello 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 <laughs> Hello, 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 hello. Hello, 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 hello.
4: Wow. You're a recording artist now.
1: Thank you so much, Give the kid a ringtone. That's so good. Doesn't it make you want to crap your pants? You certainly wouldn't want to do that, though, if you got your pants from undies because they're pretty awesome. 90 percent. That's a percent of your life you're in your underwear. Do you feel like you're in your underwear 90 percent of the time? I guess that's people sleeping in their underwear or not getting a lot of sleep. Are you saying that that
6: seems like a lot?
1: Yeah. Oh. I, I, just, I mean, maybe I just like... spend a lot of time naked.
3: Listen, if that piece of paper says 90% of the time, it is 90% of, of the time. Piece of paper?
1: Uh, I know that from my brain. It came straight from my brain. <laughs> I might have written it down. I jotted it down. I'm referring
3: but... to the piece of paper. It's clearly handwritten by you. These are your thoughts.
1: Thank Come you. On. Come 90%, on. that's the percent of your life. You're in your underwear, and underwear gets old fast, and you know the feeling of putting on old, saggy underwear. You need to know the feeling of great-fitting underwear that's two times softer than cotton. You need to know about MeUndies.com. It's the most comfortable underwear you will ever wear, and it's insane how good it makes you feel. They fit perfectly. They don't ride up on you. They literally pull moisture away from your skin so you stay cool. I have mine on right now, and I am floating. Gary had to pull me down from the ceiling. I, had, I said, put weights on my shoes. I'm floating in these underwear in, in MeUndies. Mine. They have cool styles for both men and women, and they all look great. Check out the photos for yourself at MeUndies.com. This quality would typically retail for two times the MeUndies price. No retail middleman means more savings for you, and I will make it easy for you guys. Just go to MeUndies.com slash Allison, and you get 20% off your first order and free shipping. You save even more when you buy a pack of them. They guarantee you're going to be happy with them. or Your first pair is free, but once you feel MeUndies on your body, you're never going back. So get that 20% off by going to MeUndies.com slash Allison. Okay. iTunes comment of the week.
2: Allison wants your iTunes comments. Allison wants them, yes she does. Please leave her some iTunes comments and don't forget to click five stars.
0: All right. This week's iTunes comment of the week comes to us by from Ed's Tweet Factory, who's also known as Ed Morris, and it is titled "My New Best Friend and Sister I Never Had." I love the Allison Rosen is Your New Best Friend show. Allison is smart, funny, and entertaining, and I think of her not only as my new best friend but also as the older, wiser sister I never had, even though she's much younger than me. Thank you. And like all little brothers, I think her male friends Chris, Matt, Gary, Matt, and Gary are the coolest, and I have a crush on her female best friend Jenna Kim Jones.
1: That's very nice. nice. Thank
0: you. Thank you. Sorry, Kaylin. Yeah, sorry, Kaylin. That happens. (laughs) (laughs) He wasn't
3: worried
1: about you.
0: Never ran. That just makes Kaylin cooler. That's right. He's got
3: mystique now.
1: I feel like we need to play the Kaylin Corner thing.
6: That was Kaylin's Corner. Yeah, it was.
0: That was Kaylin's Corner.
5: Hello. Yay!
3: Right, We're
1: playing I this whole discography like whole in this show, <laughs> so much. I know there's so much audio that that one was like a comfortable, familiar old shoe, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like a, a well-worn slipper. Mm-hmm. It felt good to come home. Thank you, Ed's Tweet Factory, Ed Morris, for your super nice iTunes comment. If you'd like your iTunes comment to be the comment of the week, leave us a nice comment. Click five stars. Excuse me, click five stars. It is our favorite number of stars. Okay, so I'm checking out my little notes that I've written here. I did Daniel
0: ever get back to you and tell you where you were almost assaulted?
1: No. I wrote to him and I said, where was that super sketchy place we stopped on the way to Tucson? And then I didn't get a response. So I did that thing, which is almost like hitting bump on a comment thread. Then I wrote, with the homeless guys, question <laughs> mark, <laughs> hoping that seeing another thing light up on his phone will make him take notice of bump. it. I
3: usually just do a series of question marks, one, two, or three, depending on how urgent it is Well, to see, I, Yeah,
1: I don't want him to feel like I'm yelling at him. That's why with the homeless guys just like an extra bit of info, I could write like <laughs> "and the needle and the broken glass." <laughs> I'm gonna write that and the broken glass. Glass?
3: You have to put a question mark so your voice can go up at the end.
1: Yeah, and the broken glass. Oh, I just realized. I so Wendy, sorry guy who hates pet talk, um, loves to shred toilet paper, and she got into our guest bathroom, and I knew because she was running around happily with the toilet. the plastic roll in her mouth, and I was like, "Uh uh-oh. And I went in, and she had destroyed the toilet paper, but I was running late, so I just closed the door, and I was going to text him and let him know what he's going to find when he gets home. I forgot to mention that. Oh, well. He'll get back (laughs) to us anyway. Um, Okay, so I have a few notes here, and one of them is sort of a deep question, and the other one is a light question about head scabs, which should we talk about?
4: Light. Deep. (laughs) All right. No light, do light.
1: So we've talked before about the joy of picking a scab off of your head, especially when you get to pull it through the hair. Some people don't understand. People that understand really understand. So anyway, I did something the other day where I like my thumbnail scraped my forehead, and I it hurt at the time, and then I went to sleep, and then in, in the morning I looked and I had a cut on my forehead, and it scabbed over. Oh boy! No snow <laughs> no, That that's that's. Okay.
5: Precisely.
1: That's no, that's the thing is that for me, if there's no grass on the infield, I can't play ball.
5: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I am tickled with myself for saying that. For me, there's no fun. In p- I don't enjoy pulling scabs off of skin. I only enjoy it if it's through the hair on my head because then for some reason, like I think picking scabs is gross. Head scabs is a whole different thing for some reason. Like if someone's sitting there picking a scab on their arm, I will want to vomit. But if it's on your head, I don't know. It's just totally different because you can't see what you're doing. And anyway, but the thing is, I would feel it on my forehead with my finger and like almost want to pick as if it were on the scalp, but no, because it's my forehead and I can't do that. I just wanted to share with you guys the internal struggle I've been going through.
3: Your forehead looks fine. I mean, yeah, what, well, it's what's mysteriously up? It gone.
1: Off? That's the thing. I think it fell off in the hmm. shower. I was going to make a point of checking it out cuz yeah, I don't see it at all. Do you see any I'm just going to steer at your forehead rest, no. for the rest of the show. I know, I'm going to actually use the reverse mirror on my the reverse camera on my phone. There's a lot a of technology
3: being incorporated into this episode too. I Texting, know. Yeah. The camera.
6: Yeah, it's, I don't know about all this scab talk.
3: Yeah, it's a little Yeah, it's about that deep question. Yeah, let's hear the <laughs> deep one.
0: I'm with Chris on this. I want to hear the deep question for the fans. Allison is basically staring at a digital mirror right now. Yeah. While else... I can't
1: find it. It's weird. It's Maybe gone. I imagined the whole See,
0: thing. See, d- Gary, say a digital mirror, but to the outsider, it just looks like Allison's concentrating
3: really hard on her cell phone yeah. because to the mm-hmm. yeah, you have no idea what's what. Then you app spin app around and
1: it's oh hello me. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, so here's the deeper question. I was thinking about. Nerdist podcast, and I don't know if it's in the iTunes description, or I don't know where I've heard it, but I've heard them say, you are what you like. Like, that's sort of the, the thought behind Nerdist podcast is, you are what you like, or you are what you're into. Um, I'm and I w- Nice job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I get that. Like, that's sort of what, what he's interested in is what, are, as a, you know, like the whole being a fan of, of pop culture and like, what are you into? Whereas for me, I was thinking that I define – like to me, my thing would be you are your struggle. Like that's what I'm always interested in. What is it that you're trying to work through or what have you overcome? But, but even in a different way, I think Adam would define – like to Adam, it's probably you are what you overcame if what you came was a shitty childhood. Or Although that's sort of my – like his – he would define struggle differently than I would. Or you are what you've achieved. or I don't know. Like, it'd be interesting to find out how, how he would put this. But to me, it's always like you are your struggle in terms of your own personal struggle. Like, it's psychologically speaking, I guess. That's always sort of what I'm interested in. And that's kind of not how I define people, but just how I'm sort of wired and what I am always interested in. And I just wonder for you guys sort of if you – like, what how – how do you define people? It's a very you don't mushy think it's question. A, you don't think it's
4: a mix of everything?
1: Yeah, it is. Like, it is, but... Because I agree
4: with all of those statements in a way.
1: But are you more... Do you find one to be more the thing that is kind of what you think life is about?
3: Well, I'm not realize, sure... I'm not
1: articulating the question Yeah, in, I'm, in I'm, I get what way. you're saying.
3: I, I don't personally see a struggle as my identifier. Mm-hmm. Um, I, to me, the struggle implies like you're the mirror. You're just holding up. It's like looking back. It's like what you are defining yourself in the present by what you've done and overcame in the past, which I, I don't agree. That's not what, how I view I, myself.
1: Right. I think I mean, you're what you, what you struggle with on a repeated basis, but I don't yeah. mean like you are your addiction. I, I, I don't mean it that way. I just mean to me life is sort of about – it's like about becoming self-aware mm.
6: and
1: hopefully becoming more enlightened and becoming – like bettering yourself and um, and helping other people and connecting with other people and being empathetic and all of that. I just blew a lot of smoke up my ass. It is. It <laughs> is a
3: balance. No, but you're, what you're saying though is is truth. I mean, it's it's a balance of being able to, you know, perpetuate who you are so that other people can see what you're capable. I guess now I'm I'm losing my own train of thought on this. Now someone else take over. Let me regroup.
4: I mean, um, I, th- I I like the idea of being able to just like kind of just step outside and like kind of see what you're what's going on. Like the other day, I was cut off. I was going into a Starbucks uh, drive-through. And this lady cuts me off. I'm trying to turn right, and she turns left, and she, you know, she stops all the traffic on my mm-hmm. street, and she just goes, and she makes this really crazy, ballsy move. And now I'm just mad, and I'm right behind her, and I'm like, I can't believe she did that. Like, what a bitch. And I, and I was so mad. And then, you know, it's my turn, and I get my coffee, and the lady's like, oh, the lady in front of you paid for it. Oh, before even any of that, she, she does that move where she stops kind of you know, a couple feet after the window, which now I'm, I'm already mad. Like, oh, wait, you don't think your order's right? Just go. And, like, I'm so mad. And then, the, you know, and then I find out that she actually paid for my coffee as an apology. And she sticks her head out and she waves. Like, I'm so sorry oh, and all nice. that. And then I'm just like, well, I'm a dick. <laughs> like, <laughs> wow, I cannot believe that. And, and like, I think, I mean, I don't, you know, now I'm going to blow smoke up my own ass. See
1: that's what we're doing. That's yeah, what let, it's about. <laughs> you are the smoke you blow up your ass. But yeah, yeah, that's yeah the key. I'm, I'm
4: sticking a Cuban right up in there. And I, I think... <laughs> <laughs> wow! <Yeah. laughs>
0: was that a Monica Lewinsky joke? N- I don't know. It it, no, there's no. It, it was. You just didn't Ooh. need it to be. Yeah, it's super embarrassing. Um, Jason Dix, get on this uh, Starbucks line, porn. <laughs> no, he's busy with a spank bank. Um, but
4: yeah, I just thought like, oh wow, like I can't believe I spent all that time being so angry, and you know, I, I I don't know. Maybe she just made a mistake, and she knew it, and she apologized, and like, and and I was like, oh, why did why did she have to pay for my drink for me to realize that? Like I should just try to figure that right. out anyways. I don't know. It's just – it's a weird – and it like bothered me all day. And so I'm just thinking like
1: what, – What bothered you? That you had jumped to that conclusion yeah, and were going to Yeah, and I was it? so
4: mad. I just let it go. And yeah, just, I, I just couldn't figure Sometimes it out. Sometimes
1: all it takes is an acknowledgment from someone else for you to just completely let go of something. I think it's yeah. that feeling of injustice like you're still trying to argue your point with the universe. It, like I was wronged. It's the way like when people
4: wave, like if they cut you off and they do the yeah. wave, like oh, you're good. I know you could get that, you know, stroller back there, but i find fine <laughs> now. Like I don't know. Yeah, it's just it's a weird thing. I just I I still can't figure it out. But I I was just all day I was just like, Why did why did I let that get to me so much?
1: Right.
3: I think I remember what I was saying earlier. Okay. kind of connects to what Chris is saying. I think that it's about finding a balance between detachment and what you were saying earlier, which is connection. And to me, life is just a series of thinking that you have to be connected to certain things in order to be happy. And, you know, the more like Buddhist way of doing things is you detach from all that stuff. You realize that you're more than just your body and even how you you're just more than your own perception. So I think that is part of it is kind of detaching from unimportant things like your anger But you mentioned earlier that it's also about connecting with people and sharing things. So I think on the opposite end, there's a lot of fear that people go through to not connect with people. But what you have to do is detach from the fear and connect to what, you know, what your – I guess your deeper self knows you have to do. Right. I I, I think that's what I was trying to say earlier. Yeah. That's also blowing smoke up my ass.
1: (laughs) Well, we're we're all doing it. I I guess the thing that I was thinking is like – you are what you like. For me if I were to interview so I think it's sort of an like if you take each person who does a long form interview, you could probably each person has their own style of what of what they what they're trying to get out of it long form interview podcast and what they think is like the meat of who someone is and Yeah,
0: but every Every like amazing interview you've done, which is all of them, but oh, I mean, I'm talking about the ones you. that are universally <laughs>
1: making room for more smoke, yeah, well, the <laughs> ones that
0: are like universally agreed do. upon as being you know wow, that was a particularly spectacular episode for whatever reason, I would say I really like the idea of the statement you are what you like but I mean, you touch on so many different things that it's like if I threw a guest name out at you, I would—I think you would be very challenged to come up with one thing that that person is based on all the things you learned that they liked.
1: Right. That's the thing is that to me that I could talk to someone about what they like for an hour and a half and I would walk away feeling like I didn't get to know them because to me, you are your struggle or you are these other things. But if you... But then I – I just instead make it, of,
0: it feels like that's saying I am Aaron Sorkin and like
1: – Right. But But then I stepped back and I was like but that's because of how I define what it even is to be alive. Like if someone else is on this journey and is much more into liking things, then to them maybe they would feel like they really – like maybe they could have the kind of conversation – that I'm having with someone and walk away and be like, I don't know what they're into. I don't feel like I know them. Like, I guess that's sort of, this is such, I should have really tried to figure this out before just barfing it up into the microphone because I'm not articulating it well, but I guess it's sort of like dip- each person might have a different criteria for what it is that makes them feel like they really got to know someone. I guess that's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Well, I think you know? they're
4: just different levels. Like, the, it, you are what you like. I mean, that's a good first level thing because, like, all my friends, we met each other and we were still, you know, we became friends because we liked the same things. And then once we got to, you know, hear each other's stories and, and all that, we were able to get to that second level and just, you know, become even stronger. Mm-hmm. But I think for the initial attraction, it's right. usually what, what you like.
1: Right. Yeah, I guess. Although, it fe- And I feel like I should say I love Chris Hardwick to death. I don't know if I know him well enough to love him to death, but the level that I know him is to death. I think he's great, and I think Nerdist is great. He's also one
0: of those guys you've never heard a shitty word about. Right. At least Mm -hmm. I haven't. I'll speak for myself, but everyone who you meet in this town who knows Chris Hardwick is like he's the best fucking person ever.
1: Yeah. But he's – and he's super into a lot of things, and he's into being into a lot of things. So it makes sense that that's – but now I wish I knew where you are, what you like came from. I think it might be their iTunes description, but – you know, I don't know. I think that each person who is trying to like get to the heart of someone, I guess that's what I'm realizing is they define what that is differently.
3: It's funny. I'm, the more I'm thinking about it, I'm realizing that to, to say that you are what you like is to define yourself by exterior things. Mm-hmm. And what you're saying is the opposite. You're saying you are your struggle. You're defining yourself by your internal things. So, I mean, I guess there are kind of two ways to approach an interview or approach bonding with somebody. Right?
1: Yeah, I guess it is. Like, my thing is always about the internal thing. But there are certain things I usually will want to talk about. Like, I usually drive it in the direction of relationships. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I remember early on someone said to me that – actually I remember specifically what it was it was when Lemmy came on the Adam Carolla show and I asked him somehow we got to talking about how many people he'd had sex with or something which is sort of like talking bringing up sex is like a sort of an old standby in interviews for me but Lynch was saying that Adam almost never goes in that direction he always goes in the direction of money which is interesting like I pretty much never ask people about money but it's just I don't know At, um,
4: I, I know Adam doesn't like talking about intimate things yeah like I think someone asked him that in uh, his Reddit AMA and that's what he put – that's what I typed. He said I don't <laughs> like talking about intimate things? Yeah. They said are there things you don't like you – re- You are there subjects you don't like? And he says I don't really like talking about in, like in, intimacy.
1: It's mm. weird how much I feel like no one – like I feel like that's not an option. Like, I could do it. I could put walls around certain things and decide not to talk about certain things, but I internally judge that in myself. Like, I judge that sort of reluctance to reveal certain things.
4: Especially, I mean, the man hosted Loveline 8
1: yeah.
0: a, a
4: show about intimacy. So, it was, yeah, it was really odd. I thought that when can he said I, that.
1: Can I
0: ask a question that we can cut out later if you don't like the question? Sure. I've noticed. And this may be pulling back the curtain a little bit, but as any interviewer would, before a lot of the one-on-one interviews start, you ask, is there anything you're not comfortable talking about? And I've seen a few times somebody – most times people are like, no, go ahead. But a few times people have come up with something and then you seem to really struggle with then trying to get them to let you talk about it or or <laughs> like do roundabout questions. Well, like can we talk about it like without the names or – Whatever. like, Is that something that's hard for you when somebody says they don't want to talk about something, you feel like there must be gold there?
1: I don't think I've ever thought about it in those terms exactly, but yes. Well, because usually if they're like – I don't want to talk about my summer job when I was twelve. I'd be like, Great, I was not gonna ask you about that anyway. But usually what they'll say is it'll be like, I'm going through a high profile divorce, I don't want to talk about my relationship, you know? Yeah, no, it usually is
0: relationships. Yeah, it's
1: usually something that is what I would want to ask them about. So then I'm like, Ugh. It doesn't happen that often though. No, 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 this is is rare. The only reason
0: the only reason I brought it up is because it's even. It's happened maybe a handful of times, but it, it's never. I worked at a lemonade stand at age twelve. Right. It's, it's always, always like something the, where the you're main like, thing. you kind of want to go back and see. Well, can we sort of touch on it?
1: Right. Because it is. Think, it is
0: usually very central to the things you talk about on the show in general.
1: But is your qu- but it sounds like your question is once they say they don't want to talk about it, does that make me want to talk about it more? Is that your question? Yeah.
0: It seems like it makes you. It seems like you kind of start obsessing over whatever that topic was more than maybe you would have.
1: That and that could just be my possible. perception. No, that's interesting. I mean, I think I've mentioned before when I had the IV in, and they're like, "Don't bend your arm," and I'm like, oh, "No, I gotta bend my fucking arm." Like, you know, I do have a thing. It's like <laughs> <laughs> I have a weird that is that thing inside me. Um, I don't think it's bad, by the
0: way. I mean, you're you're never and you've never disrespected a guest' wishes or pushed too hard in trying to ask. Like,
1: Yeah, I think I, I do. You I,
0: ask a follow-up question, and they're like, no. And you're like, okay.
1: Yeah. That's something I've had to learn, how to be respectful of people's boundaries on the podcast, because as a print journalist, I really was less respectful of those things because it really was often about just trying to get all the info I could out of them, sometimes, necess- sometimes necessarily for the piece and sometimes just because I was a young interviewer who was just kind of focused on interviewing, I guess. I, I don't know. Like now it's this thing of realizing, well, I want to get to know them, but I want them to walk away from the experience feeling positive about it and not feeling like they said a bunch of shit because they'll sometimes come back and be like, can you cut out all this great stuff? And you're like, Fuck. Um, I don't want to, you know, that doesn't happen very often, though. But, yeah, I don't I always want it to be a positive experience for the person, which means being more respectful of them not wanting to talk about this or that. Um, but oftentimes if someone doesn't want to talk about a certain thing, then I I do always want to know what, why, if it's not obvious, like why, which then usually gets them talking about it. Um, But you know what I do want to talk about? Something that's uh, worse than when people put up little barriers. Well, speaking of barriers, actually. I found my segue speaking of barriers. Is there anything worse than that maximum security plastic razor fortress in the shave aisle at the store? They make you stand there like a convict waiting for the guard to come unlock the razor prison. It's like you're a criminal just because you need a pack of blades. If you try to open the razor case yourself, a security guard will probably pop out and taser you. Do it the smarter way. Get your razors from DollarShaveClub.com for just a couple bucks. DollarShaveClub.com delivers amazing razors right to your doorstep. Their blades are fantastic. Both Daniel and I love them. And since they arrive like clockwork, you can shave with a fresh blade every week. Nothing feels better than that. That's a new thing I've started doing, changing my blades more often.
0: Oh, I change my blades an absurd amount, and I I have a full beard. Yeah. But, like, just for – I love Dollar Shave Club. I mean, they send you enough that you can change it – Without feeling guilty.
1: Yeah. Treat yourself. Yeah. Don't get get little nicks because you're – That sucks. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not in college anymore. No. It's been a while. It's time to treat myself like something valuable, something that needs Dollar Shave Club. And if you need a great gift for the holidays, give them the club. DollarShaveClub.com has gift cards in any amount which can be used for everything they sell, from their amazing razors to their other other products like Dr. Carver's Easy Shave Butter. A gift card for Dollar Shave Club is truly the gift that keeps on shaving – over a million people get razors
5: from
1: Dollar. Sh- nice, right? Yeah. Over a million people get razors from DollarShaveclub.com. dot com. I should know. I'm one of them. Try dollarshaveclubcom dot slash rosen today. That's DollarShaveClub dot slash rosen. Okay, let's do just me, everyone.
2: Sometimes I ponder on something I have thought or done. Is it just me or everyone?
1: All right. Jmos and Bobos says, "I'm scared to type the words dying, killing, died, etc., because it might jinx me and be my last, making this a hard Jmo to send in." I love that. I know what you mean. I don't always have that, but occasionally I have things like that. I've never thought of that. Really? Mm-mm.
5: Yeah. Do, do, you, do you have any
1: weirdness around like the last words you look at before you go to sleep? Or mm-mm. Really? I had weird. Never even thought about You're so it. Centered.
5: There...
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not.
4: I had a professor. So I think he was a. I think it was sociology or something, but he made us, we would write down, he's like, okay, write down, like, I don't know, any word you want on a piece of paper, crumple it up, and step on it, and we did it, and now he's like, all right, now write down your mother's name and do it, and nobody was able to do it, and it was just this weird vitriol reaction that, like, we that we all had to stop, but we couldn't do it.
1: What class was this?
4: I think it was sociology, I'm not okay. sure.
1: I feel like I could do it.
6: I'd
0: have done it.
1: Yeah. yeah sorry, sorry <laughs> you
2: that.
0: I love you, but... <laughs> I don't know I about don't. that. that in the back—that doesn't mean anything to me. Your mom listens to this show. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry, she did not tell me to do it. I to write never... her name on a piece I of paper. I love how you keep calling me Patch. By I though.
6: got <laughs> in big trouble in high school. This just reminds—I have—I have so many thoughts going through my head just from listening to that last segment that I have like a thousand things. But oh, share them all. Okay. Well, let me talk about this one first. In high school, we were—it was—I was in some class. I don't even remember what it was, but I could take driver's ed in high school as part of my curriculum. And so I remember I did like a term of driver's ed and then a term of whatever class I took to fill that. And it was some sort of like human relations. Like I don't even remember what it was, but it was taught by like coach somebody. He was Mm -hmm. the football coach, you know, and he, he made us do this exercise that was like, okay, you're stranded and you have to take five people with you on your boat or there's only room for five people. And you, I already hate like right like these horrible (laughs) exercises. And I did. I may have. I may have even said this before. I just was like, I don't want to (laughs) live. I was like, just kill me, and you and five other people can go. I don't. This sounds really bad. And he lectured me in front of the whole class about how I didn't have any self worth and how i needed to value my life more and i just remember oh, being so like just value wow, i don't your have time, time more yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> i was just like i don't care about this because if i'm in this situation where it's horrible and we're going to live off of nothing and be on an island and there's only 5 of us death it. might be the better option yeah and i just remember being like whatever This is ridiculous. But then as we've sitting here talking, I'm like thinking about how you're trying the way you get to know people is through some of their struggles or the things they've been through. And I think it's like, well, maybe does that say what does that say about me? I'm like, "Eh, whatever, I'll just die. But no big deal. The struggle. But then I'm thinking for me, if I were in your position interviewing people, it would be like, I guess for me, it's. Seeing the decisions people have made in their lives and then how they handled those decisions Mm -hmm. afterwards. I think that's where it's like people are most interesting. It's like, well, this happened to me and then this is how I reacted to that. And like, oh, that is where I find the most interesting things about people. And then this just came to mind. while the the Just Me or Everyone song. This is not Just Me or Everyone. Mm -hmm. But how do you get over... Cause I've had lots of crazy things in my life happen, but then I'm always so worried about talking to them because they always involve other people. And I'm not sure those people are excited about me talking about, yes, how do you get over that in like sharing? Because I'm really closed off. Like I'm pretty, I feel like I, I put up lots of barriers when people ask me questions. And I actually did an interview recently where someone was like, I read every article I could about you and I still don't really know who you are. And I was like, Oh no. Oh no. I'm totally like a closed book and it's kind of true. And so now I'm sitting here thinking like I don't want to be that and and someday I'd like to, you know, like write a book or tell the stories of things that have actually happened to me and be very real, but I'm terrified too. So how do you like
1: If you're close with your family, it's hard. Yeah, cuz I, I mean am. I will that's that's the one the one thing like I used to be a hundred percent open book, and I feel like now I'm like ninety nine percent open book <laughs> because I've had people close to me get upset with me talking about oh, them. Really? Yeah, and so at this point, I'm like, okay, there's, it's, even though I bristle, like there's, I don't necessarily agree with it. Like I'm just like, it's not. There's not certain arguments, or there's certain, it's not worth it to upset certain people right now. And it, you know, mm-hmm. maybe in the future I can revisit certain things. So there are at this point, like, yeah, certain things I'm just like, it's not it's it is what it is, and it's not worth it, you know, yeah, so I don't know, I That's think it's so interesting, yeah it's it, it's actually it's tough, like yeah. I, I am i at present struggle with that, hmm. um, but I don't know, you know, I do certain people you know, if people close to you don't want you to talk about certain things, it's like you kind of have to respect that, because right. what are you gonna do
6: exactly so, and I don't want to ruin that, but and you don't time, hurt it's don't like, them either, so, right, yeah. and then it's like. But so then I feel like, well, now I just seem like I look through some of the articles. I'm like, yeah, I do kind of just seem like this happy person who has nothing wrong in her life and just like goes through like sailing. And it's like, well... It's not really the case, but I'm just so bad at.
1: But I think expressing that, but that. no, but I think that we talk about a lot of like marital stuff. We do. On the, this and, is probably yeah. the
6: most open on this podcast is the most open I've ever been.
3: I'm just gonna say it. This reporter could read every article they want to, but they clearly never listened that's to true. you on right. the show for the last year and a half. Because <laughs> that's true, I feel like we yeah. in this room and the people who are hearing it through their earbuds Have do know you. you. Yeah.
6: yeah. Oh, that's good. That makes me feel better. Yeah. That's, and yeah.
3: for all the things that all of us have discussed, we understand the struggle. We understand things that you are interested in. There's right. different facets. We've, that you've revealed on
0: all levels. Yeah. yeah. And I I mean, aside from like one instance that wasn't in this building, we've hung out socially. Not at all. But I definitely feel like we're friends and I know oh, you yeah. very well. Like, yeah. And I could call you if I needed something. Like, I, I feel like you've been more than open on this show. Okay,
6: good. Good. Yeah. Well, that's how I feel about you guys. I feel like... I know you all really well too and it's that same thing it's like I don't work here I'm not here every day with you guys but I do know everyone. And Except yeah. For yeah, yes. nobody knows Kaylin. No He's, a- He's a fucking <laughs> enigma. Yeah. Yeah. An enigma. <laughs> <laughs> Although I don't know, we're kind of peeling back right. the Kaylin yeah. layers. Yeah. Yeah, a more, yeah, yeah. yeah, I think so. <laughs> anyway, that's that's some of the stuff going through my mind right now but it's all really interesting and makes me nervous. But no, I
1: should not I think I want to clarify the thing what I said about I don't know that it's so much focusing on struggle really because i think that people who haven't had a struggle per se are still just as as interesting it's more like what do people struggle with on a daily basis right what are the voices in your head that you're trying not to listen to Mm -hmm. i don't mean literally although that's interesting too you know what are the patterns you find yourself repeating that you're trying to work through that kind of stuff oh yeah um it was interesting i heard chelsea peretti who I think is fantastic, on Duncan Trussell's podcast like two years ago. And he's someone who usually like goes for the kind of deep, meaty stuff. And he was asking her questions and she's like, Ugh. I'm, this is not, not word for word, but she's like, Ugh, please don't do that personal thing. <laughs> she's, <laughs> like, she's like, so did not want to go there. And it was just interesting to hear someone kind of negate an entire line of questioning.
0: Did she really not want to go there? Or was she just doing Chelsea?
1: No, I think she really <laughs> didn't want to go there. Can she never really... tell with her. And I know
0: I... she's so committed to it that I'm never sure. Like I feel like I could not be friends with her because I would constantly be asking her, "Is
6: this a bit?" Right. That's
1: true. Yeah. And then I heard this is around this is again a couple years ago. I heard Natasha Leggero on Duncan's podcast, and she had just done another podcast, and she was saying how podcasts can be so exhausting because. You're just expected to really dig deep. And I totally get that. I totally get that podcasts have turned into therapy sessions for certain people and how that can feel good, but it can also just feel like I don't want to lay myself open in front of a microphone right now.
3: Going back to The Nerdist, though, I think that's why that show is so great. Yeah. Because you get a real sense of the personalities of all these people, but –
1: well, it's also why
0: Allison's is so great. I mean, she like goes really Thank deep. You. No, but I mean, it's like there are Nerdist is a good example. You're a good example. Pete Holmes is a great example. Yeah. I don't know if anyone heard the recent Pete Holmes Harris Whittles episode, but that's some intense shit. If Harris you're for something. Whittles,
1: by the way, emailed me some time ago and was like, "I just want to tell you, you were right with some things you guessed about me," and then told me what ha- had gone. It's out in the open now, yeah, right? It's so out he there. struggled with heroin. Yeah. Um. He's like, "I just want to tell you, you were right about." And I don't even remember what I had said, but I had said something that he's like, "You are right. I just got out of rehab." Blah blah. blah. I'm realizing how disgusting where this is. The, where, the disgustingness of where this is going is, I'm like, I wished he had done that interview on my show. When really, what I should be saying is, I'm so glad he's in a better place. No,
0: he is in a better place, and I
1: still wish he'd done it on my show.
0: Well, so do I, as the <laughs> producer of this yeah. show. But uh, if you know, if you like Harris, go listen to his episode of Pete Holmes, and we'll try to get him on this show sometime.
1: He and Peter friends, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. It, okay. It's it's very much. Makes it you sense, said it then. a. Ther- you said it's like you, when you said podcasts are like therapy, like that's what sparked my memory. It's like that was that was a friend telling another friend a story of something intense that had happened in his life, right. and the fact that there were mics there was they were acutely aware of that, but that wasn't the way. The, the story wasn't told for the listener. I don't think. Right. It was. It was him telling Pete.
1: Yeah. Good.
0: And that's a lot of how your interviews are. It's like. Yeah, you're both acutely aware that you're talking into mics and that there are going to be people that listen to it. But, um, you know, there's a show coming up that we just recorded yeah. that is with Joe Coy, uh, with Joe Coy his repeat appearance. And it's it's just as intense as the last one and wildly different. And it's it's very much – and, you know, even when the mics went off, Joe was like, god damn, every time I'm here, I, I open up so much. And it's great, but it's just – it's so weird. I don't do it with anyone else. And it's it's very much a – intimate one-on-one conversation that you're aware is going somewhere, but that doesn't seem to hinder you as much as it does on TV or radio.
1: Well, it was interesting with Joe Coy. I'm excited for the listeners to hear that one because I've been thinking about it ever since I talked to him, thinking like, I had no idea he struggles with all that stuff. I had no idea how much his brain is just full of all the, I don't want to step on it too much, but like all the stuff he's dealing with.
0: Yeah, I mean, for the listeners who don't know Joe well, I mean, I think... Everyone here who knows him can agree that that man has never walked into this building without a giant smile on his face, just super happy to be here, just, you know, ble- he seems like he feels blessed. I don't want to put words into right. his mouth, but he just seems very happy with everything going on in his life, and... He's a hugger. Yeah, he is. He, he is. is a hugger. He's chastised me more than a few times for trying to shake his hand or give him a fist bump, but, uh, but then you listen to both of his episodes of Allison's show, the second one, which is forthcoming in a few weeks... Um, And he's he's a person.
1: Yeah, he's a person.
0: Like he's got problems like like all of us.
1: That's kind of the there's this this woman that I'm friends with in New York. And before I knew her, I was like, she's always in a good mood. How is that? That she's always so polite and so cheery and so in a good mood. And after I became friends with her, I realized, oh, that's not who she is at all. Not. Not that she's not plight, but like if you sit down and have coffee with her, you're going to talk about your problems.
4: I think m- moods are something you have to work on. Yeah, um, uh, I think as Dennis Prager said, moods are like hygiene, and like you kind of have to work on it, and and because it really affects everybody else around you. <laughs> like,
1: how that's something I wonder though. How you can control how you rec- how you like, let your how you. Yes, how you present yourself, but how much can you really control your mood?
0: You can't, but I think people like Joe, I, in I my opinion, you, can you cannot control your moods. Right. I certainly can't, and I'm at the extreme of when I get into a bad mood, I just let it consume me. But the people who are good at that are able to compartmentalize that and still present a cheery face, regardless of what may be going on.
1: That's, I forgot that was the, something I wanted to bring up on this show. So a friend of mine just went on antidepressants. And, excuse me, I am <laughs> getting sick and I have a tickle in my throat. So hold, hold one second.
0: Oh, I'm so happy there's glass between us. Yeah. Please, uh, I mean, don't get sick. I'll
1: lick you later. <sighs> so <We score. laughs> That's how
0: every podcast ends, by the
1: way. <laughs> exactly. Joe's a hugger. I'm a licker. <sighs> so anyway, my friend who just went on antidepressants was saying that his therapist – was saying – was sort of explaining how all of it works and was saying that um, like he basically has a low-grade depression that he's had for a few years. And he was like, isn't that how all people feel? And his therapist is like, no. They don't all feel that way. And Now, this was news to me because I'm like, well, now I'm going to have to rethink everything. <laughs> because I, And now I'm like, hmm. Maybe I – except that I'm trying to get pregnant, so I don't think I can be taking anything. But – fuck, should I actually, like, is what I thought, what I, here's the the ultimate just me or everyone, I thought this was just being alive. But maybe actually it is, maybe not all people walk around with sort of a real low-grade depression because I think that I do. I I was real happy in college, but ever since then I've sort of, I don't think I'm moody, but, like, I'm not, woohoo, (laughs) except for, on occasion. I don't know. What are you guys like? I just assumed being alive is being a little bit depressed.
0: I don't think that's true for everyone. I think that
1: maybe instead of bonding over this podcast, all of us should be medicated.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: no, I mean, I think
0: that I think that there I think it all goes back to there being a skill in it. I don't think anyone who's educated and present in their Lives is one, is happy one hundred percent of the time. Yeah, like everyone goes through swings, but I think that there are people who are better at just real, you know, keeping that to themselves and dealing with it in private than others. Yeah, and I'm definitely not good at that, but I think that there are people who are really, really good at that. I mean,
3: I feel like I'm mostly good at it. I definitely have moments where I get really frustrated, and I let, will let people know when that happens but my my internal monologue is not is not lightly depressed i don't really think it's not to say that i don't have problems or things that that i have to think intensely about and have to sometimes maybe be guarded about everybody has that but i uh i guess i'm just more detached from some of the struggle i just mm-hmm. sort of always assume that it's going to work out fine cuz it always has and I have for a long time stopped really caring what other people think about choices I make or things Incredibly. that I do. Very obviously. Um mm-hmm. uh, but that that definitely makes me way happier. Way happier. Cause it's really nobody else's business how I wanna live my life. So I mean, I see I see the misery and the light depression in other people. It's it's perpetrates everything, but that doesn't mean that You have to let it bother you. Mm -hmm. Um, I think if it really is impacting every single waking minute of your life, maybe you should consider medication. But I feel like there's probably something more naturalistic just trying to address the root of your unhappiness that you could probably get to.
1: The weird thing is that in all my years of being in therapy, no one has ever suggested medication yeah. Which actually I want to ask my therapist next time I see her. I want to be like, how come? You know, Am I just that wonderful? <laughs> Not really, but it's like so clearly no one clinically has thought that that's been the problem. But when I hear this, I think, well, you know what? Maybe, but for me it could be situational. I mean I feel like this year – this has been a tough year and definitely the Oliver thing has, has left a residue of just low-grade depression. So maybe it's just that. But when I think about it, I feel like it's been longer that I have just – I don't wake up like –
3: Yay. It just sounds to me that you haven't found your passion then. Like I don't think that it has anything else to do with anything else other than – You are your, your passion. You're just not in alignment with right. what – like you're not hitting the right chord of what makes you happy because yeah. you sh- – and you should. You should figure out what that is and it may take some time but that's 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 what it sounds like to me. Hmm. It sounds like – You just haven't found that thing that really clicks.
1: Right. Yeah, perhaps. Anyone else? I think
3: maybe
4: the reason they haven't suggested anything, it's kind of the same reason, like, why when um, I'm checking out of a hotel room and I'll clean up as much as I can, it's like, oh, they're going to hate me. But then someone will say, no, trust me, they've seen some shit. (laughs) <laughs> and I don't think that you're, yeah, you're like what you did is is nearly as bad as what they've seen. But like to me, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm gonna get like this is this is a big deal. But to them, it's like, no, we've seen some right. stuff. Like that might be like the same thing that you're like why you you haven't been.
1: Yeah, yeah, maybe. What about you, Jen? Are you happy? Uh, no, I go through, ba- I go through bouts where
6: I get kind of depressed, and it's the usually it is kind of where Matt was saying where it's like I'm just not doing what I want to be doing or what I think I should be doing. And so that makes me pretty down. Um, But I think for me, I just have to like, for me, I think I've been my most happiest when I, it's just when I'm doing what I, what makes me the most happy. And being more productive is good for me. And, but I'm lazy. And so there's like that struggle there of like, it's so easy to just not do anything, but I really should be productive because I'm happier when I'm productive. So those are like constant annoyances in mm. my life. Um, but I think for the most part, I'm a, I try to be a really positive person, but I also, I mean, we have uh, and I think you
1: can be positive and depressed at the same yeah, time. I like do it's think two so. Different
6: I, I think yeah. it is too. Um, I
3: agree with that too.
6: And I, for me, it's the, 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 moments where I felt depressed is usually when I am in a lull or when I've made a big life change and I don't know what I'm doing or when I feel like life is changing in a direction that i'm a little bit uncomfortable with that i i don't know where it's going because i like to be in control of things yes. i like to know where things are going it's like that's why i like doing stand up versus improv i don't like improv because i don't like that it's spontaneous and you have to be funny in like random ways i like stand up because i know what joke comes next and i know how it's going to work and i know it's going to make you laugh mm-hmm. so it's uh, yeah i don't know i i don't i don't know if i can I'm very up and down, I'd say. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't think I live life in that low-grade depression. I'm not sure I know exactly what that means. But I think that I do go through times where it's just kind of like blah for a while and I have to figure out, okay, what am I doing in my life that's making me feel like this? Or is it just this time of life where I just feel like, ugh, whatever? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now,
4: I mean, I'm not a doctor, uh, although I do play one on a podcast. Um, <laughs> uh but i just feel like that's just being human like yeah. you well, want to be up yes. and down like i feel like the people who are just too perky and too positive they're, oh, they're the ones annoying. faking it yeah
1: right they're and, like, the ones that you're like suddenly they kill themselves <laughs> 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 if they're <Sorry>. super happy <laughs> <laughs> i think we'd all agree right i feel right? like, I feel like they're
4: kidding. the ones that like we're like we're just being honest with life like yeah. like
1: well that's yeah that's when i that's where i came into this whole discussion of like isn't that what it is to be human well, I realize I'm saying two different things. On the one hand, we're talking about ups and downs. On the other hand, we're talking about a slight low-grade depression. So – but that – yeah, that's my thing of like isn't isn't that what it is to be human or maybe you're not supposed to feel that. But I, I don't, don't wake up every there's, morning
6: and go like woohoo. So much to look forward to. Yeah, right. No.
3: I think there's a, a lot of that feeling though is like a subconscious weird – like and this is a weird thing to say, but it's like corporate subliminal messaging. It's living in the United States and feeling being, like you don't measure up, and out. feeling like you don't measure up, feeling like you need to have this to be happy. It's constantly looking to the exterior to define yourself, yeah. And that's yeah. it's not what it means to be human. It's what it means to live in the twenty first century and be connected. And that's kind of like what the human experience is becoming. But it's more than that.
1: Well, that's why. I, I, speaking of smoke blowing, I'm blowing a lot of smoke up Duncan Trussell's butt right now. But he deserves it. That's why what he espouses on his podcast it like, really is so interesting because it's like – and it's, it's Buddhist. You aren't what you achieve. I think that we def- – especially – and like, for Jenna, for you and me, being women who don't have kids, who are career-oriented, so much of it is about – like, I feel good – when I feel like my career is going well. Right. And I, Absolutely. Th- that is, regardless of anything else, that's a shot in the arm. But we shouldn't really define ourselves that way. And yet, it's but that's ha- in this of, culture, it's hard not to. It's
6: really hard not to because then you're like, well, then what am I doing?
1: Yes. Well, that's that, right. That's that question. <laughs> that's of if you like, aren't that, right. then what are you? <laughs> yeah. You know? Which
6: is tough. And you shouldn't, I mean, yeah, it's probably not the right attitude. But I feel that
1: a lot. I felt it more in New York than here, though.
6: Mm, my life here is so completely different than in new york new york i was single i and worked at a show that was super popular and it was such a different life yeah
1: all right (laughs) (laughs) let's see (laughs) oh wow
3: Yeah, we did one. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah,
1: I'm really sorry, guys. That was my (laughs) fault. No, no, no. No, I don't think it was. (laughs) Lana is Life says, I can't blow my nose without holding one nostril and blowing with the other. Yes, if I try not to, then I'll go... (laughs)
3: <laughs> I feel like I just kind of almost pinch the bridge of my nose.
1: Oh, no. I so do I do one nostrils? at a time.
6: one. Yeah. Yeah. It's,
3: it's harder to do that. You messier. can do two, but if you do one at a time, it's like a power blow. It, it
6: is. Right. You really
4: I, <laughs> I've, I've
5: never,
3: never
4: done more. one oh, nostril at a time. I
3: need mean to try now. It's like you're pinching your nose.
1: But can you imagine? If you don't pinch at all, you're liable to like your uvula will invert.
0: I have <laughs> no problem with that.
1: I don't
3: so, have
0: to. Oh, yeah. Really? Some people pay good money for that.
1: But don't you feel like you're not <laughs> – I'm just <laughs> – you're not getting it out.
0: You can. Oh, you can. Okay. I've no problems with it. The good one when you're stuffed up like that is to wait for a sneeze and then just grab a Kleenex and just let everything go. Yeah. Because yeah, that's great feeling. If you're stuffed up, that'll that, that's a double nostril.
1: Have you ever had the thing like where you sneeze tiny-tiny. and you're like, oh, where'd it go?
0: <laughs> yes. I think everyone <laughs> – yeah. trust I mean, yeah. me, everyone. Yeah, I think yeah. everyone has. It yeah. sucks. All
1: right, Rob Hildebrandt says, Sitting in traffic, I add up the numbers on license plates in front of me. I like when they add up to 10 or 20. (laughs) No, I don't do that, but I could imagine. I I just try to decipher license plates. I'm
0: obsessed with deciphering customized license plates. Sometimes I'll try to decipher
1: ones, and then I'll realize it's not even a vanity plate.
0: My go-to road game.
4: (laughs) Really?
1: Yeah. Sometimes it (laughs) looks like words with numbers.
0: Yeah. Um, That's the ultimate trolling. (laughs) If you like, just make it look like it says something. Yeah. One of my... My uh, one of my sisters actually in college. She went to Nebraska, and her license plate was NU Swim because uh, she was a swimmer there. And but that was taken, so she got NU Swim with a one. And she got out of like six tickets because the cops would just write SWIM and like make the mistake. And she go into court and be like, "This isn't my car." Oh, that's perfect! Wow, it was awesome! I've it's always awesome. wanted to do something like that. That's a good idea. Um, oh, what I was saying—the road
3: games when you're stuck in traffic. This is leftover from my childhood, but you start at A, and you have to try to find every letter of the alphabet in order, and you can use anything that's kind of within your set. It could be on a billboard or Things on a license plate no or in one your have car. Done
0: since an iPad was invented.
3: I'm just saying you're stuck in I'm traffic. with you. I I've done that many times. Games. I like that game. It's fun. I still do it.
1: Amy Christensen says, <laughs> it bothers me when people refer to Labor Day as the last day of summer when it's actually September 22nd. She's posed That's with a kangaroo or something. Me. So I feel like maybe this happens a lot in Australia. It must be.
3: <laughs> I never or know
1: that when like, the cat.
5: first falls. Or she's draw. just been on vacation before.
6: <laughs> that is really close to a kangaroo. What is that? <laughs> a dog? It looks like a dog. Does
0: it look like a koala? Hold on. I'm looking it up. <laughs> right. Maybe I'm just uh, taking the Australian
1: Just me or every marsupial.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, I haven't heard people say that about Labor Day, though.
3: Yeah. I mean, yeah, because it's like it's the end of summer party.
1: Oh right, yeah. right, oh yeah, because the school starts school's
6: back yeah, in. That's okay, why. She has And
4: really your, your
3: butt's in a
0: desk. Yeah. She has so a new true. Twitter profile picture since then, and it's an adorable dog. I can't tell if it's
6: the same. Yeah,
0: but she's not from Australia. She's from Seattle. Close.
1: All right, Megan says, "Is a dog?" Just me or everyone blow on my coffee before every drink as if to cool it down, even if it's already ice cold. Yeah, I've done that.
3: I mean, she does this every single sip of every single cup of coffee for a
1: long time to get through the coffee. Yeah, <laughs> winded by the end. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's funny. Jesse Cowan says, "Why are fingernails intact on the finger fine, but the instant they're removed from the body become completely disgusting?" Yeah, I don't know, but it's true that they are.
3: I think it's, and maybe I'm alone on this. It's in my mind. This is the mystery of not knowing whose clipping it is.
1: Right, well, toenails are worse.
3: Yeah. Well, that yeah. just goes yeah. for any body
4: part. Right. For, for a lot of people. Right. Like,
1: why is a hand on your body? Fine yeah. And a hand like, just sitting there that, on the table? Is right on the a thumb?
4: <laughs> like, no. <laughs> nice.
1: Christopher Shank says For most of my life, I thought the saying was, nip it in the butt. Hmm. Yeah. So did I. I. Yeah. yeah. What is it? For an nip it in the bud. A bud like, mm. a, like
0: a flower. For an embarrassing okay. long time.
6: Like, yeah. I would have said, but. I
0: worked on this show when I figured that out. It's like a thousand bucks.
6: I
1: thought this. that it was. Um, intensive purposes. Like, for all intensive purposes. I huh. used to think that, too. Yeah, That's not- to intense. Intense and purposes. Yeah. That's not
0: one I had. I always thought it was close to the chest.
1: Yeah. What is it? Close, close to, to the vest. Best. I've heard chest, though. Yeah, I think
0: they I have, they have the same I thing. Think. I looked it up. They mean the I think same thing. They do mean the same thing. I looked it up. I think the original, the original version was vest.
1: Mm. Oh, man. Because people a lot used of to dress like so this. much more. Right. Definitely. Yeah, <laughs> yeah close to the vest, does that mean... Underneath the (laughs) jack, underneath the coat, but by the vest. I
0: think it just means the same thing, but people used to wear vests a lot back then. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. It doesn't fly these days.
1: Lisa Marie Allen says, just me or everyone. When the sheets are tucked into the foot of the bed, I feel trapped and that I will (laughs) die in a potential emergency. I have felt foot claustrophobic.
3: I think, yeah, that's pretty common. You got to kind of kick it tucked. You prefer it tucked. Yeah.
1: Al
6: doesn't. So his side's always really untucked and mine's like. Perfect. Um, that would drive me nuts. Yeah.
1: Do you walk by his side of the bed like...
6: Oh, no, <laughs> it just is like... what? Are your feet that hot? And he says that his feet are his temperature control so they cannot be trapped underneath blankets or sheets.
0: Nice.
1: So wait, he has his feet Classic. out of the bed? Oh. Out. Yeah. He has everything under the covers but his feet?
0: I have a friend who...
6: I know, it's weird. I have a
1: friend yeah. who
0: insists on the same thing as Al in the temperature control area, but his feet need to be warm, so... This is 100 percent true to this day. He sleeps with hair dryers that are turned on <laughs> under the sheets, like with the bed tucked in, that are like plugged in under the bed, so that he constantly has warm feet. Is he is it... single? No, he's not. What? We thought he would How? be forever. We thought he would be forever. I went to his wedding uh, last April.
1: There's I couldn't. See and his when wife, he goes to by the hotel? way, is
0: beautiful. Uh, he brings hair dryers.
1: How many? Oh Two.
0: Has he ever heard of socks? Well, to him, to him, well, they feet warmers. Well, they make a th- they make a thing that's designed to do this, and it does hot or cold. And we got it for him for Christmas one year, and he was like, "Not the same," and returned it. <laughs> uh, I feel like that
1: would burn your feet. Hair dryers get hot. Yeah, I would think that that would start or shut a fire so or
5: something. Plus, they are so loud. Yeah. I know. I thought so too, but. <laughs> I it what, so does back. he
1: have like special a special apparatus to hold the dryers under the sheets?
0: Uh, he. Did Get he did the last time that. I saw this? I have not been in his marital home, so I don't know what he's doing these days. But and but she, she's wow. cool with it. But like I think this is she like kind of something that you like. It's not like he hides them the first like, in college. It's not like <laughs> they would go away in the morning just in case something happened during the course of that day. Right. Like they were just there forever. And I think it's
1: kind of something. The sheets. Yeah.
0: The constant noise would just be. Yeah. You
4: that
1: think would they be, would be, like, move around? And, it and, and
6: sounds and like clatter onto the floor. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. I'm with you. This doesn't you know, make any sense. He's a crazy like, man.
0: Just oh, for the
3: record, the I'm with
5: all of, of you guys too. Stop I, being we make with fun of him
3: <laughs>
0: constantly.
6: I also
1: would like. like to Like I what...
0: dislike you because of it. <laughs> yeah, you should because you, you telling, telling us about it. <laughs> you dislike me for a variety of other reasons. <laughs> so, <laughs> so let's be fair. <laughs> but
1: is it those little travel dryers? Is it the yeah. full size dryer? No, he dryer? does. It's small ones. Oh, okay. Wow. I still And Well, that's more
0: reasonable.
6: Powered. They're plugged into a wall.
0: I believe so. I oh time
1: gosh. I saw it. He's I don't gotta know. have at I
6: least <laughs> one extension cord <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: everywhere. <laughs> yeah.
3: You never know if the outlets are gonna be near the bed. Well and they have to be heavy gosh. duty
6: because a lot of um blow dryers have the three prongs, so it's right. not yeah. just like any old extension cord. Now, he's the anti-al. I don't, I don't, he's lying he down. He's like,
3: Oh gotta push that reset button, damn it. I don't yeah. wish <laughs> 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 I don't wish any harm on this guy at the same time. I one day hope the sheets catch on fire.
0: They will. That they is will. wishing harm on him. Let <laughs> <That laughs> the clear. sheets catch on no, fire while I he is in bed. That, I not, am going to wager late. that that yeah. may
1: harm him. Listen, again, right. I don't it's want to wish harm him. on him. <laughs> I don't
0: want to do that. <laughs> I could be wrong. I couldn't and harm anybody so worse. will <laughs> not <won't> notice. Oh, <laughs>
1: oh my gosh. Gosh. He's like, oh, finally. The toastiness I wanted.
0: Yeah, wow. His hair dryer stepped it up now His
4: feet would have recognized that extreme heat immediately. There's
1: temperature controls. Lisa Marie Allen says... Oh, she already, we already did hers. Excuse me. And finally, last one, Phil Scroggs. I used to fear donating blood. Now I look forward to it every time. You're crazy. What? And then he this guy likes
4: blood center. This guy likes cookies. <laughs> yeah, cookies, snacks.
1: I will say, the last time I had to have blood drawn, it was such a, big, a no big deal at all. I feel like I'm finally getting past my fear of having blood drawn it used to be nice. that if I had to have it drawn I'd be like really nervous about it a few days ahead of time but this last time they just sprung it on me and I just sat there in the chair with my arm out like an adult I didn't even do my whole it used to be that I had to go in like a room where I could be lying down while it happened and this time I, it was no big deal at all so I'm truly growing up great job thank you mm-hmm. oh, oh. thank you very much <laughs> um, I want to talk to you guys Lastly, about True Brain, this podcast is brought to you in part by True Brain. True Brain is a neuroscience company that has created the world's first drinks made from active nootropics designed to improve focus, memory, and mental clarity. And my listeners can get their first supply at forty percent off. Just check it out at TrueBrain.com/Allison and. We have it here, and Gary is going to drink it, and he's drinking it as we speak.
0: I drank it while you were doing the first part of the ad. It's delicious. Oh. It's like, yeah, it's, uh, it comes
1: in a little pouch. Yeah,
0: they send you a box of a, a couple pouches, and it's uh, the one I have here is turbo, and it's strawberry banana flavored. It's delicious. It says, I was looking at the little booklet it comes with, and it says to dump it into like a smoothie or a drink or something, or just shoot it straight. I just did a straight shot this time, but I'm definitely dumping this into a Jamba Juice in the next day or so.
1: You have to tell us if you feel the improved focus, memory, and mental clarity as designed already? Yeah. Wow.
0: Do you see how focused I am?
1: Yeah, I know. Unflinching.
0: No, it's great. Possibly too focused.
1: Blink! Blink, Gary! Thank you. (laughs) You blinked so well, though.
0: I I mean, I was focused on it. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Many people are leveraging TrueBrain to get things done, including Gary. He just blinked. And now he's sucking the remnant okay, apparently it tastes really good because he's sucking the remnants out of the patch. It's Ouch. really good.
0: I like strawberry and banana. It's good.
1: Users it include writers, CEOs, athletes, programmers, designers, lawyers, craftsmen, day traders, artists, and podcast hosts and podcast producers. True Brain comes in a monthly supply to your door, and you guys can get your first box for twenty-nine ninety-nine. It's normally fifty, but you can get it for twenty-nine ninety-nine by going to Truebrain.com slash Allison. Again, that's truebrain.com slash Allison. Get 40% off TrueBrain.com slash Allison. Be like Gary. Blink when you try.
0: <laughs> you got to focus on it. I have the tiger. I know. Blinking.
1: But I think that this podcast will go up in a shorter amount of time than normal. And with fewer
0: errors. No error. Fewer. <laughs> fewer.
1: None. With no errors. For once. Hold on a second. <laughs> Play that theme music. <laughs> hey,
2: hey, hey! Go fuck yourself.
1: But to, you pushed that button it. so fast. I know. Oh, you I was so it. super very <laughs> clear-minded about it.
0: I was laser. That
4: sample That's
1: actually right.
0: sounded clear too. Yeah, it did. Yeah.
1: Well, you guys, thanks so much for being on the show. Hey, thank, thank you for you. having us. What's Kalen doing? He's
3: working I've
0: on his asking question. Don't worry about him. <laughs> months ago.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good
0: call, Chris. Don't worry about him. Great on his face
1: we are going to buy something on Amazon, like the pita bread that Kalen was munching earlier, he held it. You know how sometimes you'll hold up a note to me? He yeah. held up the pita bread. I've <laughs> expected there to be a note written on it. You were yeah. supposed
0: to talk about pitas. <laughs> Kalen was just hungry. Can we, by the way, talk about the other day when Joe Coy was in here, not to keep teasing the Joe Coy episode, but before the episode started, Joe asked Allison how many she does a week. And she said two. And he said, God, I want to be on more often. And I, trying to cushion the blow, was like... Joe, just so you know, it's only one celebrity interview a week. You know, the other show is a Thursday format, and, like, we don't have celebrities on. It's just – it's a different format. And Kaylin was walking by and goes, no celebrities? (laughs) 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 Speak for yourself. Did you not see his Hulu video? (laughs) No. Yes, I did, but –
1: Right. Of all the people who have changed the most, it's Kaylin. Kaylin. Yeah.
4: (laughs) I like it when well, you say <laughs> so.
1: <laughs> but then Kay1's new attitude it's, it's is change. just barely discernible from his old attitude, <laughs> but it's very different, I think.
3: Mm.
6: Yeah. He's got a different swag. He does. Mm-hmm.
1: If you're going to buy something on Amazon, click through the banner on my website, alisonrosen.com. It doesn't cost you anything extra. It helps out the show. Thank you guys so much for all of your Amazon support. We have a ringtone available. Hey, 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 go fuck yourself. Turned on me mere moments before. You can get that by searching "Hey, it's go fuck yourself." Fire. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> on your iPhone in the iTunes Store, um, two special bonus episodes recorded live at the LA Podcast Festival. First one with Doug Benson and Greg Proops. Next one with Doug Benson, musician Matt Costa, and much of the Thursday gang. Those are $1.99. in the comedy album section of the iTunes <coughs> Store. You can follow me on Twitter at Allison Rosen. You can follow the show's Twitter feed at Ariymbf. For Gary, go to at G Patrick Smith. For Matt.
3: Go to There dot com or just listen to There Will Be Spoilers on iTunes. I teased a couple weeks ago that Dawson was coming on my show. We didn't get a chance to record it. He is going to be on this week, assuming we record it in the next couple days, which I think we will.
1: You, it's not like you did it and didn't record it, though, right? You just didn't have a chance to do it.
3: Right. We had plans to record the episode and then stuff happened. We just never did it. So I think we're going to be hanging out tomorrow night, in which case I'll be recording it tomorrow night. Excellent. And then I'll be posting on Monday.
5: Perfect.
4: Yep. Chris? I just like to use this time to do one roll call for the Bobo Boys with your Bobo bark. Oh, 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 ho. Oh. Oh, oh, oh. Thank you. That's
0: <laughs> good <laughs> And I hope I hope <laughs>
4: you listeners bark.
0: If you weren't barking along with that, you're not having enough fun with your life. <laughs> uh, true.
1: You that are is true.
0: how often you bark.
1: Yes, you are your bark. <laughs> Jenna. Um, <clears throat> check
6: out I have started a podcast. Now, I just love this podcasting thing. So Al and I have a podcast, um, Sorry Not Sorry. And you have to search Sorry Not Sorry. On Actually, search Jenny Kim Jones on iTunes. It's a lot easier to find the podcast. And uh, check it out if you want. Like I said, it's a very casual, low-key podcast where we talk about fun stuff. And mostly I just reveal a lot of embarrassing things about myself. So
1: Everyone wants to know more embarrassing things mm-hmm. about you. Yeah. And
0: casual Al.
1: Casual Al. Yeah.
0: Casual. Hashtag Al.
1: Hashtag Al. Right. Find out about the Casual man owl. behind the feet that are out of the bed.
0: <laughs> oh, wow. No one else heard that? Casual Al <laughs> out of Chris. Oh, I wow. didn't. I, I walked in. That was really good. That was good. That good. Was good. I liked it. It's not
1: that good. <laughs> no, I liked it. It was somewhere okay. in between. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Kaitlyn
0: Yeah, don't worry about me it's fact. God the smile on his face <laughs> oh, when he fucking says it he's getting smugger and smugger every week I like All
1: it alright thank you guys so much I love you goodbye hey do you know
2: show. Time for the Allison and Show.
1: Hey, guys, now that the show's over, don't forget to check out JibJab.com for your super cute personalized holiday greeting. JibJab.com, promo code Allison. JibJab.com, promo code Allison. Hey, guys, now that the show's over, don't forget to check out HelloSanta.com. Go to HelloSanta.com and use the promo code Allison. HelloSanta.com, promo code Allison to support the show. Hey, guys, now that the show's over, don't forget to go to MeUndies.com slash Allison. That's MeUndies.com slash Allison to get that 20% off and to support the show.